0: What we've noticed is that all small businesses have the same problems, right? Whether you're you're a media entrepreneur or whether you're running a small little shop, you know, selling uh, coffee, your needs as a as a small entrepreneur are pretty much the same. You want to be discovered. You want people to find their way to you. You want them to enjoy the products that you have. Uh, you want them to keep coming back. Um, you know, you want to you want to make sure that you have all these things right. You know, a lot of media companies need to get to to zero and then they can really start building, right?
1: That was Alan Soon, co-founder of Splice, a media startup for media startups. Alan and his co-founder, Rashad Patel have made it their mission to help out media startups in Asia as they try to build an audience and a sustainable business model.
2: They do this through a variety of activities, including a Slack channel with over 200 journalists and media professionals, and their audio course on building a viable media business called School of Splice. Let's hear from Rashad.
3: One of the things we don't talk about a lot, but I think we've made a living, Alan and I being fanboys of the media creators that we support and work with. We love their passion, uh, their work and their bravery. And I think we have built a little business model around supporting them with the infrastructure and the funding and the training that they need. Uh, So let's see where that goes.
1: This is the Inold News podcast, about the fascinating and rapidly moving media industry that connects us to each other.
2: And helps us make sense of the wild world we live in. We are your hosts, Sansha Viswas.
1: And Manuel Versho, co-founders of In Old News.
2: And a quick note about this podcast, we have re-recorded bits and pieces for clarity and brevity.
1: This episode is a dispatch episode from the International Journalism Festival in Perugia, Italy where we were able to catch Alan and Rashad as they came out of their session on Media Entrepreneurs in Asia. We
2: caught them right outside a parking lot, so you may hear some cars driving by in the background.
1: This wasn't the first time that we were running into Alan and Rashad. We've attended a few of their events, and they have loads of resources in video and in podcast form for people starting their own media ventures.
2: We were excited to interview them because the work they do resonates with us. And because the media entrepreneur route can be very lonely. And Alan and Rashad have done a really great job of creating a space for people who are embarking on something that is trying to be different than some of the traditional media structures that some of us may have come up in.
1: So instead of us going on and on about why we enjoy listening to Alan and Rashad, let's hear directly from them, starting with how they grew their own business.
0: So Splice has been around for seven years. Uh, it's been a long journey. We first started out as a, um, as a consultancy, and then over time kind of realized where you know, some of the, the big changes were, were needed. Um, so we actually believe that where media is going right now requires the entry of many, many, many media startups. And that's what we're most excited about. When we meet creators who are doing amazing work, we want to find ways to get behind them. It's also our secret way of st- trying to stay relevant as, you know, as old men. <laughs> Um, so this is something that we love, we care a lot about. We want to make sure that we, we help raise a new generation of, uh, of media startups and find ways to support them.
1: You both speak about being good friends. How do you work with your friend and get through some of the more difficult moments?
0: Um, it's, like, it's like any other marriage, right? It's about, it's about figuring out what makes the other person happy and finding ways to, uh, to, to do that together.
3: And yeah, I mean, um, Alan loves your tech. I love food it, it works you know <laughs> as, long, as long as I'm fed every two hours and Alan sees a new mic every other minute that's right <laughs> and
0: yeah if I see some interesting equipment I'll be like oh that's great and he, you know for him it's food but it, it is it is really like a like a marriage you know there's some things that that will work really well for you. Some things that will really annoy you, but that's just the way it is. You know, the next day is a whole different conversation. Um, but the one thing that really gets us excited is really the work that we do. Um, yeah. Nothing, you know, if there's, if there's ever a way that we need to to uh, to realign where we are in our heads, we just talk. We just talk about work, and that just it makes it all perfect. Work reason. is mostly what we talk about when we're done with work.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Which just is kind of Just bizarre. like parents talking about kids all the time. It is. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. I, ha- I have to say, you know, one of, my, uh, one of the reasons, I keep being reminded of why working with Splice is so important, being Splice is so important. We were on stage just minutes ago with, uh, with uh, in a panel minutes ago with, with two creators, Anu and Tanmoye. Uh, and hearing them talk about their work and being, uh, being privileged enough to be up there presenting it with them, makes you feel like proud parents. So that's another level uh, to the marriage. We now have many, many kids.
1: You did in-person events before the pandemic. Then you pivoted to creating an online community. And now you're back in person again. Are there any things you missed or what has been most striking to you about that journey?
0: I think, you know, the the nice thing about about the pandemic was that it taught us that you could reach people anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you could get anyone on the phone, uh, on our Zoom, rather. Uh, you know, and and get a conversation going. So I think what was really unique for us was just a number of people that we met, just like just like that. It allowed us to run a whole bunch of programs from, you know, from Mongolia to uh, to you know Papua New Guinea. You know, there were there were ways for us to do these things that we could not otherwise have done if we were only thinking about how to get on a plane and you know booking a room so we can run a workshop all of those things were just out of the picture and it just made things in many ways a lot simpler but now that we've come back and this past week has been really ridiculously Mm. awesome you know we're reminded again about how how wonderful it is to see people again Mm -hmm. like the both of you and you know
3: as a as a product designer I'm reminded of the parallels between the real world and that digital world that we create uh, and everything in, in the spectrum between, is that you go in with intent, so being online and doing online meetings like all of us have been doing for the past two years and a bit, um, there's a lot of intent involved, you know, you go in there with a specific intent, but but coming to something like Perugia, uh, you know, the, the intent is involved in setting up meetings and going to sessions. But then there's the beautiful thing called discovery where you're walking down the street and you meet old friends from who knows where and you meet new friends and it's just beautiful.
1: You've also managed to set up a sense of community, especially for people who are going at entrepreneurship solo. Was that a part of the plan or is that something that happened serendipitously?
3: Mm. It's something that it's the reason we exist Mm -hmm. yeah community is our DNA we 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 tend not to be excited about talking about ourselves as a company uh, primarily because there's not very much to talk about really we're two guys this is about 100% of the company (laughs) it's pretty boring (laughs) yeah it really is and I and I think we're only as good as what we do for media creators and media startups Um, And I think that we help work with the media ecosystem to enable these folks and to uh, remind them of the heroes that they actually are already. Mm -hmm. Um, We're just conveners Mm -hmm. and so we are fortunate enough to be able to be in the middle of this community Mm -hmm. whenever they will have us and to be able to strengthen them uh, as they grow.
0: No, I was just going to say that, that the, one, the, the one lesson that, that you know we're always mindful of is that if you do a good enough job, the community will do the talking for you. You don't have to talk about yourself. You don't have to talk about Splice. It gets done if you are doing a great job.
1: As an organization that works in the startup space, what are some needs that you're seeing that are not being met for people who are just getting started?
0: What we've noticed is that all small businesses have the same problems, right? Whether you're, you're a media entrepreneur or whether you're running a small little shop, you know, selling uh, coffee. Your needs as a, as a small entrepreneur are pretty much the same. You want to be discovered. You want people to find their way to you. You want them to enjoy the products that you have. Uh, you want them to keep coming back. Um, you know, you want to you make sure that you have all these things right. You know, a lot of media companies need to get to, to zero and then they can really start building, right? And for us, getting a zero is where you need to first of all learn how to run a small business. If you, you know, what kind of entity, business entity, do you set up? Uh, what kind of legal uh, frameworks do you need? What kind of, you know, bookkeeping do you need? Like very basic things. And then, you know, comes the question of content. What kind of content will you create? What platforms will these be on? All all media uh, entrepreneurs kind of go through the same journey. They all have the same needs on their front, right? Learning about your audiences. How do you how do you serve them better? What are the products that they need? What are the things they need done every single day? Um, all of these things are important and, uh, and we want to keep building products along those lines. So, something new is going to be coming up soon. Mm-hmm.
3: Something new coming up soon. But, yeah, I also wanted to add that you know, one of the most transformational, pivotal, penny drop moments that we've seen on the faces of our community, um, you know, our media startup and media creator community, has been when they talk to their audiences and ask their audiences what they need. In the product creation process, we often assume that the product comes first. It doesn't really, right? The the appetite or the need for it comes first because you're solving an audience problem or a community problem. And we help media companies um, talk to their audiences and figure out what it is they want and then translate those into solutions and products. Those are great moments. And I think a lot of media startups uh, need, them, need those uh, ways of con- uh, conversation.
1: One challenge that many startups face is finding the balance between rapidly scaling and building value for the community they're trying to reach. What is your advice for people struggling with this?
3: So it really comes down to um... Scale is mostly n- n- not something we, we worry about too much um, for ourselves or for our communities. But what we, what we do think about is that nothing can start if you're not relevant. So we, we say be useful and we say be relevant. But more than anything, uh, you build something that's valuable enough to pay for. Uh, we want our creators to continue doing what they're doing. Uh, we want them to start listening to their audiences um, that's where products come from. That's where value comes from. Uh, I think that's
0: that utility and relevance are where you begin. Yeah, we we really hate that word scale because we come up, you know, against that so often, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's easy for people to say to us, hey, why don't you hire five more people, and then you can do fifty more things. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to do that. We don't want to. We don't want to be bigger, and we don't necessarily need to do more. Um, we think that. That by by spending more time with the community, listening to what they want. I mean, this is the stuff that really brings us joy. Mm-hmm. You know, neither of us will wake up in the morning thinking we want to run a 50-person company. That will be horrible. <laughs> you know, uh, we like what we do. We like being small because it, it gives us the the agility that that you know that we love. Uh, as a media startup, that's the only thing you have that's really within your control. Um, how quickly you respond to something, how quickly you spot a trend, how quickly you you know you test against that.
3: How quickly you fail. And how quickly um, you fail it's and save So money. important.
0: The best way to save money is to fail quickly.
1: Do you see a lot of people resonating with that approach?
0: Yeah, so I think, you know, one, one place to start is to ask yourself how much money do you need to make every month? Mm-hmm. And how, you know, what kind of lifestyle do you want that money to support? Mm-hmm. And if you are honest with yourself, then that's fine. You know, not everybody needs to be an Elon Musk, right? Um, we also
3: ask a lot of questions around do you really need to be publishing 236 pieces of content a month? Yeah. Or what, what does it do for, for your business? Exactly. What, it, what does it do for your audiences? Uh, is there a reason that you're doing this? Who are you serving? Isn't isn't perhaps journalism a service industry? Aren't the readers and communities or audiences and communities you want to serve? And if you find that you are serving and solving problems, uh, you've created that magical state of product-market fit. What could be better than that?
1: Is that the approach you took towards building your own community?
0: It's always a bit of both, but it's, uh, you know, the thing is that's, that's what we want to be. We don't yeah. want to be anonymous. We don't want to be, you know, a company that that no one cares about. And mm-hmm. we were just talking about this yesterday about brand, right? What yeah. does brand mean to us? Or oh, actually today, you know, yeah. when when people come up to us and they say, you guys have such a strong brand. Mm-hmm. What do they actually mean? They probably mean that you know, where we have a way of working, we have a way of, of speaking with our community, and we have a, a, a product that people recognize. And maybe that's all we need uh, to succeed, right? That's, that's the stuff that makes us happy. I also, you know, until
3: we get it better, because that's, you know, everything else is, whatever we do at Splice is ultimately a big experiment. But we also have a very specific point of view about media. Um, perhaps because we, you know been there and done that and we're you know several decades old and I think that that point of view uh, is, is, tends to be very user centric, it tends to be a product mindset, it tends to be about relevance, about niche audiences, about actually having conversations for your audience, about having respect. Um, if we can teach that and if you can see that work, uh, we're happy. And if that changes at some point, we'll be the first to let people know.
2: Thanks for listening to the Inold News podcast. If you liked what you heard, you can find more interviews in our newsletter at inoldnews.substack.com. That's inoldnews.substack.com.
1: You can also find us all over social media at Inoldnews. We'll be back with more interviews soon. And if there's anyone you'd like us to interview, send us your recommendations.
2: Till next time.